Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Seekers Church podcast with overseers, Apostles Larry and Teresa Robinson. We believe in teaching to affect change. To do the surgery. And so a surgery that requires a surgeon and the reason why we have to have somebody that has a knowledge base, somebody that's got a skill set, because when they go in to do the surgery, it is a delicate surgery already. If they're going in to remove a tumor, the tumor tissue has now become part of the good without a skill set. You can cut wrong tissue. You can mess up what is good trying to get out what is bad. And so you got to have a surgeon that hadn't just done this operation from school. They need some experience that when they go in there, they know what they're doing because it's a delicate situation. And so what happens is a real surgeon know how to cut the bad stuff out and then leave that which is good so that the person can go through a healing process. And so we have to understand that there's a lot of stuff, a lot of growth tumors that came in with sin. There's a lot of stuff that your grandmama said that really wasn't aligning with scripture. There's some stuff you heard from your friends that didn't align with scripture. There's some organizations you got hooked up with that didn't align with scripture. There's some habits you picked up that didn't align with scripture. But we don't want to run you off from the church doing surgery. What we want to do is remove the complication and save the person that's in the operation. So what I got to do is I understand it's a delicate procedure because if you've been in drugs a long time you pick up some stuff from the drug habit you don't even realize how much the drug habit got you lying and so even though you didn't got saved when you get pressured you start going back to lying Because the drug taught you how to lie. But I want to cut the line out in the surgery and preserve the soul. I don't want to have to preach against the lying and lose the soul. It's a delicate surgery. I got to cut the line out but preserve the soul because God saved them for a purpose. And so in ministry, we are surgeons. 
We know people got some issues. There's some issues going on in the church. We come from all different kind of background. Dirt roads, gravel roads, asphalt, concrete. None of our roads are the same. We've passed through, had things dealt with, and so it takes the Holy Ghost really surgery to work on me and then preserve what's left over. Here's what we're dealing with. Sometimes in surgery, when we cut out the stuff, we got to give a period of time for recovery. People are not themselves when they come out of surgery. They are still under the anesthesia. And some of them are still under the pain. And some of them actually still think that what was cut out is still in them. So you got to give them time to recover. In ministry, when a person gets saved, you got to give them time to recover. They're going to smell like the club for a while. They're going to say crazy stuff for a while. They're not going to pay their tithes for a while. They're going to be easily offended for a while. But, but because we all are the surgeons, I can put up with your recovery without losing the soul. I, I can put up with the recovery without losing you. I know you're trying to dance like I dance. And preach like I preach. And understand like I understand. So I put up with your folly. I put up with your conversations because I know you are in recovery. You're really not at yourself. Because something has been removed from you that you've lived with for a long time. So we got to understand that when folk get saved and even some folk get filled with the Holy Ghost, that they still are dealing with complications from the surgery. So we got to love people even when they are not loving us because we got to remember our surgery. We got to remember how God put us on the table and cut some stuff out of us that we thought was part of us. It wasn't part of us, but God cut it away. And then by the grace of God and the mercy of God, he gave us time. Time to go through the process of messing up doing stuff we ain't got no business doing, but God was patient with us because as the surgeon, God knows what he cut out, but God also knows what he's put in. What I'm trying to preach to you today is that some church folk, you just got to put up with them for a while because they're not themselves. They've heard the word, but because they've lived so close to the world, they still dibble and dabble in world affairs. They still are doing stuff that really don't represent 
Christianity. Save people. There's certain things save people ought to stop doing. But what I want to do, I want to preach about removing the complication without losing the person. Removing the issue that they got and then not lose their soul and give them time to walk up out of it until they become a validated Holy Ghost filled believer that has the mindset, I'm not going anywhere and I'm not going to be compromised by this system. The Bible says, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, he says, he says, moreover, brethren, though he's not talking to heathens, he said, moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant. Ignorant. I don't want you ignorant, brethren. I don't want you hanging out with wisdom and then be ignorant. I don't want you walking with understanding and then be ignorant. So he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul writes by the Holy Ghost, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers was under the cloud. I don't want you to be ignorant that all of our daddies, our fathers, was under the cloud. Paul, what are you talking about? Paul is saying, from a genealogy standpoint, our foreparents saw something, experienced something when they hooked up with Moses. Moses stood in the presence of God in Exodus 3 and God told him, take your shoes off for the ground that you stand on is holy ground. He experienced the presence of God. I, I like preaching about Moses and in the presence of God, he started having some Holy Ghost church right there in the mountain. Get in the presence of the Lord, you start having Holy Ghost church. He's talking about let me take my shoes off, let me bask in the presence of God. Amen. I've never been this so close to glory. He's in the presence of God having a Holy Ghost party with God and then God gives him a ministry assignment. It amazes me that we often think in church all we're supposed to do hear sermons. Judge whether they are one to ten and then go out and live like heathens. You're not to judge the word or whether or not the person that's preaching the word is right. What you're supposed to do is, if you are of the word, or of truth, the truth supposed to convict you and make you free. You ought to be able to just hear truth and stay saved. Bump all the sermons. Just truth ought to keep you saved. Just truth. Just the truth. He said, he said, I'm going to give you when you get born again the spirit of truth. And he said, the world can't get the spirit of truth. So he said, more than brethren. Paul says, I would not 
that you should be ignorant? How that all, my, all your fathers was under the cloud. When God told Moses to tell Pharaoh to let his people go, Pharaoh resisted, but God was persistent. And a few days later, here they come. Here they come. They're coming up out of Egypt. Here they come. God made the enemy pay them for their slavery. Here they come. They're coming up out of Egypt on their way to what is called the promised land. And the Bible said that the enemy tried to show out. I said try to show out. The devil will try to show out when God has set you free. When God has done surgery on you and removed the complications. The enemy will try to show out and tell you, you didn't really go through the surgery. But the devil is a liar. Oh, I got cut. I still, I'm still a little sore from the cut. Hallelujah. I got cut. Amen. And my pain level have not dropped yet. I'm still hurting a little bit. I got cut. I'm still a little sore, but I'm on my way to full recovery. And so Pharaoh showed out. Just holler. The devil tried to show out. Y'all didn't holler. And so what happened was God said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put something in between you and the enemy. I'm going to put the cloud there. The cloud is a representation that after surgery, after the removal of the complications, I'm going to walk with you. The cloud means I'll never forsake you nor will I ever leave you. The thing that blessed me about Israel, God, is that God is not seen, but he's there. Israel enemy knew that they had an invisible God that was fighting for them, even though they couldn't see the God. They knew that there was a God fighting for them. They knew that Israel numbers increased when God was with them. And sometimes God would call the numbers to get down to the bare minimum. And he'll show up, set an ambush for his enemies. So it frustrates the devil even now when he mess with you. And he knows that even though he can't see God, that God is for you. One writer said, if God be for us, he's more than the world against us. And so the cloud is a representation of God. I'm not going to leave you out there. I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to stay beside you. And then when the enemy tried to close the gap, the cloud is going to get in between you and the situation. Oh, the devil will try to close the gap. But God stands in between us 
because he understands we ain't been long come out of surgery. You hadn't been long come from Pharaoh's house. You've been used to Pharaoh's food. So I done had surgery and cut out Pharaoh. But you actually still think the tumor of Pharaoh is still in you. So you still use the same language that you used when you were with Pharaoh. But I want to say a miracle has occurred. A success surgery was happened. God went in and cut out all the stuff that remind you of your past. And the only thing that's there is your memory of the pain associated with the tumor. But the Holy Ghost have gone in. It was a successful surgery. The Holy Ghost went in and God through the Holy Spirit cut out all the stuff Hallelujah. That was remind you of your past. And what God want to tell somebody today, I'm not going to let the devil mess with you while you are in recovery. I know you're not quite at yourself. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put a cloud behind you to ensure that the enemy don't close on you. Because you can't run. You're too sore to run. Amen. You're still under the anesthesia. So I'm going to fight for you. Can I get at least two or three people? I'm just about there. Just start praising God. Amen. On the fact that God is fighting for us, not just Israel, but Cane Creek Missionary Baptist Church. God has not forgotten about you. God is fighting for you because he understands you are in uh, recovery. He don't like the enemy pushing and poking in areas where you saw it while you are in recovery. And so he says, uh, all our fathers was under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Where I looked at it, it says everybody that was following Moses' leadership got under the cloud. Everybody that was following Moses' leadership got passed through the sea. They all was under Moses' leadership. And because they were under Moses' leadership, it says that something happened. They were all baptized under Moses. There's water baptism. Three things are prevalent in water baptism. It is the water of the agent that the person is being baptized into. It is the baptizer and the candidate for baptism. In every baptism, these three things are present. But the agent changed. In the case with John the Baptist, John, John out in the wilderness and John was baptizing and folk were coming out to John's baptism and the religious leader came out and John said, who warned you to flee for the judgment? He called them a brood of vipers. And what John was saying, 
If you're going to come to baptism, change has had to occur. Water don't save you. It's not the water that saves you. It's the message that the person is preaching and the acceptance of the message is what saves you. Water confirms that you went down with Jesus. Water confirms that you were buried with Jesus. Water baptism represents that when you come up out the water, you rose up with Jesus. You are a new creature or creation in him. God not saying that when you come up in water baptism that you don't have a lot of issues. It just says you've been in surgery. You are not but a day from drug addiction. You're not a day, you're just a day from fornicating. You're a day from lying, bitterness. But God said, look, I ain't worrying about all that. I know what I put in you. Eventually, it's going to work some stuff out of you. If you just can keep walking by faith and not by sight. If you're saved for real eventually, the surgery is going to kick in. If you're saved for real eventually, you're going to appreciate the surgery and what it took to make you healthy again. And you will not have to have somebody that keep watch on what you put in or where you go. Because when you appreciate the surgeon, you change your diet. When you appreciate the surgeon, you change your attitude. When you appreciate the surgeon, you walk with people differently. Because you remember the pain of sin. And how God put you on the table and cut all that stuff up out of you. Hallelujah. I'm appreciative this morning that God saved old club hopper. Oh, homongering Larry Roberts. I'm appreciative that God had a surgery one day and cut out that stuff that was in me. Amen. And he didn't, amen, forget about me when I had lapse in my faith. Times when I didn't go to church. Times when I didn't pay no tithes. Times when I run my mouth against leadership. God didn't forget about me because he understood that I was in recovery. He's not hard on you because he understands you ain't quite at yourself yet. They all got baptized into Moses. There's a Holy Ghost baptism. There's the Holy Spirit that does the baptism into the Holy Ghost. And then there's a person that's being baptized into the Holy Spirit. And then the agent that they get baptized into is the Holy Spirit. So we got Holy Ghost baptism, water baptism, and leadership baptism. And today, God is saying, there was a leadership baptism that happened with Moses and those who were following Moses. I'm just going to stay here just a few moments and I'm going home. But it says here, all and, and we're all baptized. Everybody got baptized into Larry. 
Everybody got baptized. When I came here as a leader, everybody got baptized in the Larry Robinson. Because Larry Robinson was preaching the doctrine that Jesus wanted preached. So everybody got filled with the Holy Ghost. Everybody started speaking in other tongues. Folks started tithing. People started submitting. People started walking. Everybody got baptized. Or did they? They were all baptized in the, under Moses, in his doctrinal teaching, in his leadership ability. They all connected with Moses. That's all I'm preaching. They were all, doesn't it say it was all? First Corinthians chapter 10 and 2. All, all heard about the Holy Ghost. All heard about budget. All heard about first fruit. All heard about tithing. All heard about serving. All heard about being faithful to your husband or wife. All heard about stop lying. All heard about don't do drugs. All heard about don't murmur. All heard. It's about all were baptized in the Moses, in the cloud, and in the sea. In other words, if they had any questions of whether or not Moses was of God, the only reason why the cloud was there was because of Moses' relationship. The only reason why they could cross over a red sea and God caused the water to congeal is that he told Moses, he told Moses, you stretch forth your rod. Quit talking to me. Stretch forth your rod. And the Red Sea opened up. And they all crossed over the Red Sea. Oh, God. It said, and they all, verse 3, they all, all, and, and did all. Ate the same spiritual meat. They all ate the same meat. They all had the same life application. Same Sunday school class. Same teaching on marriage. Same. All of them got the same meat. And they said they all drank the same spiritual drink. What they said was that when God told Moses, smite the rock, the rock was a type of Christ or salvation in the wilderness. Water or life of the spirit came out of the rock. Amen. He fulfilled their thirst by bringing water from an unknown source. Amen. The water of life came out of a rock. Hallelujah. Upon this rock, Matthew chapter 16, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades. We close in hell's gate today. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. I said, upon this rock, nobody excited anymore about good preaching. Upon this rock, everybody want a Joel Osteen sermon. Tell me how great I am 
But what I am today, I'm a surgeon. And I got to cut some stuff away to prepare you for life. Amen, somebody. And there's some stuff in you that need to be cut up out of you that have been in you so long that you've gotten comfortable. But I've arranged for surgery for you today. You're going in at 8 o'clock. We're going to cut some stuff up out of you. But about 9.30, quarter to 10, you're going to be in recovery. Hallelujah. Y'all ain't talking to me. Somebody holler up in here and they all drank. What they drank from, Kingdom? The same spiritual drink. They drank from the same spiritual drink. For they drank of what? That spiritual rock. That? That followed them. So, so the rock is following them. The cloud is before them, and the sea opened up. Wait a minute. This is all I'm trying to say. How much more convincing? How much more convincing to Christ? What else do we have to get you? Three cars? What is it going to take? Do, do we have to get you three houses? What, what else do we have to do? Do we have to bring you manna down? What else do God got to do? And they all did drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock. Somebody said spiritual rock. What? That followed them. And that, and that rock was Christ. Who? Christ. Now listen. Listen. This is my closing. What caused the tumor? of sin, if you go back after surgery to what caused it, is a good chance it can regrow. Some folk have been told, quit drinking. Your liver is almost at the point of not functioning. And they go in, and the doctor do surgery, and they coming out of recovery. I mean, the color started coming back. Poison started leaving their system. And then about three months, they back drinking. I can't call his name because it'll cause folk to get offended. God heals a young man here in this ministry of lung cancer. He had lung cancer. Doctor had given him out. We prayed. God under the prayer. Healed him four or five months later, back to smoking. There's some folk in here today that are violating things God told you. Come on here now. There's some stuff God told you to do, and you actually think that God playing with you. But every day you're in disobedience. There's a gap that has occurred for your ability to hear God. And so I'm getting ready to go home. I'm ready to go home because y'all don't like this recovering from the complication. So he said, he said, but many of them, verse 5, Minister Kena. God was not well pleased. But many of them, God was not well pleased. So what God wants to be is not just pleased, but he wants to be well pleased. For... 
They were overthrown in the wilderness. They were overthrown in the wilderness. Did they all eat? This, did they all eat that same spiritual meat? Did they all did they all make life application? Did all of them receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Did all of them pay the tithes and offerings? They all ate of the spiritual meat. So they all had surgery. They all had surgery, had some cut up out of them. But it says, he, not many of them was God pleased with. See, it said, now, now these things, now why, why is this here? This is not here for them. This is for them who trailed them. And I think we would be candidates of the trailers. Now, these things were our example. To the intent, we should not lust after evil things. After surgery, don't go back and fool with stuff that made you sick in the first place. I don't see nothing wrong. You got high blood pressure. I don't see nothing wrong. Diabetes. Come on here. We're doing a 5K in a few weeks. We all been under the same training. And I believe if you would just limp out there, I believe your knees will get better. Not from the asphalt, but from obedience. Because obedience is still better than a sacrifice. Matter of fact, we don't need a sacrifice if we got obedience. The only reason why sacrifice came on the scene was because man couldn't obey God's instruction. Y'all ain't liking me a bit. I can tell how y'all looking at me today. I'm your preacher. I'm your assignment. Shout hallelujah. Okay. Okay. Neither, he said, verse 7. Be ye adulterous, as were some of them, as it is written. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to break this down to the lowest degree. Idolaters mean. An idol or something you can see has become your God. I want to take my time. An idol is something you have assigned as God. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of little G's that we get our marching orders from. Idols is what you can see and you call God. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to deal with it a whole lot, lot because, see, the, I know you. Listen, y'all like that part when I was preaching about recovery. You just had surgery. So, B.E., don't be so apostolic. I, I just coming out of surgery. That's okay. And, and that need to happen. But at some point, you two years from surgery. 
And you can run, you can train, you can jump. You just don't want to. So, so there's a period of time where I ain't going to mess with you because you're in recovery. But then there's another period of time I'm going to challenge you because you done got lazy. Hallelujah. You done just flat out got lazy. And then you close to, you close to rebellion. All right, here, here we go. Let's get up out of here, kingdom. We got to go. We got to go. I'm glad I got the offering. I hit a place in there a while ago. All the money came in, that one section. <laughs> that was it. He said, you better get it in now. Come on here. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Th there are some times where you got to quit playing games. You are a grown man. You are a grown woman. You past 50. And still playing high school games. Gotta go. Gotta go. Come on, say, say we gotta go. Neither. Let, let us commit fornication, as some of them committed. Look, look let's, let's, let's argue this for a moment. Did they not all, look, did it not say they all ate some Jesus? Look, Katrina, L, do, do it say they all, all of them ate what? But all of them didn't perform like they ate. They all ate hamburgers. After you eat hamburger, the whole purpose of a meal is for you to take the strength of the meal and do some work. Meals are not meant for you to enjoy them and sit down. That's what caused overweight. Come on here. Yeah, nap time, dessert. And then you're always promising stuff. I'm going to get it together tomorrow. And the problem is, tomorrow never comes. And there's some things that you promised God that you won't going to get together. And you've been overeating stuff in the world. And you've now gotten fat off of it. And you're saying, I'm going to get to the altar tomorrow. Beans and cornbread is supposed to be used to work on the railroad. You don't give them stuff to stick to your ribs for you to go sit down and watch a game all day. Life is not a game. At some point, you got to meet responsibility. Feel the pain. And I can't keep bailing you out because you don't follow instructions. Excuse me. Neither let us commit fornication. Some of them committed and failed. How many, how many failed? 20. Three and 20,000. Three, three and 20. Oh, it's a whole lot of folk falling. Man, they had a lot of eulogies. Neither let us tempt Christ 
Look, 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 nine. Neither let us tempt the anointing. Don't play with the anointing. As some of them also tempted and was destroyed by serpents. They wouldn't even look. God provided a bronze serpent, a brass serpent, that if they looked on it, they would live. And I studied this. Some of them wouldn't even look up and live. There are some people right now won't even look up and live. Won't even look up and live. Come on, help me now. Neither murmured ye. Neither murmured ye. ye as some of them that, that murmur, all that is is just talking underneath your breath. Can I pause? Somebody said he need to pen this. Look, when, and this is not my elders here. But I corrected a preacher. And the preacher hung up on me. And all I told him was that the preacher that he was talking about was preaching truth. The problem was the truth was in his house. So when I'm preaching and the stuff is in your house. Oh, no. We ain't getting no amen then. If I'm drinking and you preaching drinking, I just wait till you get off the smoke and the smoking. Then I stand. <laughs> In other words, I'll bear witness when I like it. And I'll shut you down by not saying amen. But here's the thing that you understand about preachers. Most preachers was called by themselves. The initial call wasn't the crowd. My first servant was to me. I tried it out. And my, my congregation was mailboxes. I like the mailboxes because they at least don't talk back. No, they don't get mad either. They said, just feed me. Put the mail in me. Stand to your feet. Now all these things. Everybody stand. Read, King. All these things happen unto them for examples. And they are written for our admonition. It's, it's, it's the whole reason is to bring correction. Somebody died fooling with electricity. They write instructions. Here's the instruction manual. Have this in this way so you don't get shocked. Why? Why are there so many laws now? Because folk have got injured. Folk will try stuff. Shortcut. Shortcuts. Shortcuts will cost you. Because shortcuts is not process. Some stuff is I put that stuff up my nose. Oh, everybody say it over here. I put that stuff up my nose. 
I smoked them funny cigarettes. I had those relationships. God said, look, I know what I took out of you. I'm expecting a few days that you recover. That's what God wants. But can I, can I finish it? He can't change his word for you. So if you don't recover in a reasonable period of time, don't get fooled with this one save, I always say. He never leaves. You leave. Come on here. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. What did you get saved from? And what are you hanging out with? If you got saved from sin, but you are in partnership with sin, did you get saved? If you still doing stuff that's anti-Christ, did you get saved? Or is it membership and not kingdom? Name on the road don't mean you're going to heaven. All rights and privileges deal with the local church, not kingdom. Saved folk live saved. Saved folk experience change. Not always overnight, but a few years later, we found a plum on the vine. Not a whole lot of plum, but a plum. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Seekers Church podcast. To sow into this message, visit kingdomseekerschurch.org slash donations. We pray the Lord's blessing upon you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious towards you. The Lord give you his peace.